this great solemnity of Pentecost, where we have the descent of the Holy Spirit in fire and wind and in a dove. And the, and the Holy Spirit descends today on, upon the apostles in the upper room and then sends them forth to share the good news that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is risen and now ascended into heaven. St. Paul goes on to say in the letter to the Galatians, Christians live by the Spirit. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. We are called by the Holy Spirit to live in freedom, the freedom of Christ. But what is this freedom uh, from, first off? It's from the old law. Uh, back way, way many, many centuries ago uh, that uh, God gave to Moses and the Israelites. So this old law, it, um, the, there was a similar scene of Pentecost, and this is the one in the Old Testament. So we, have, we see these connections of, of God connecting everything in the scriptures, all the events that took place. So we, we travel back now in time to Exodus chapter 19. The Israelites are surrounding Mount Sinai, and Moses is going up into what looks like the worst storm of the century. Uh, it's, it's thundering, it's lightning, and if you read, uh, it's like Exodus, and the last part of chapter 19. Um, the, there's thunder and lightning, and God's responding in the thunder, and then God finally gives the law. So this is the Ten Commandments. This is uh, all of the uh, 613 laws of the Old Testament. This governed the way of life for the Israelites. It included everything from uh, what you can do on the Sabbath to what you could, uh, I think, what you could wear and what you, um, just every dimension of life. It included in those laws. And so, uh, but God gave them all, especially in fire. So we see this connection with Pentecost today with the tongues of fire. But in the Old Testament, we have, uh, it's frightful, it's fearful, it's dangerous. And yet God gives the law in uh, responding in, with fire and uh, showing that this is truly him who is giving this, these things. And so in the old law, uh, we, it's, it is hard. It is difficult to live out. Just keep reading any of the Old Testament and you see how many times the Israelites did not live up to the task of the old law. For them, it was just the law. Um, so it was hard, it was expensive. They had to travel to Jerusalem three times a year, no matter where they were, and uh, to be able to celebrate the great feast. One of those is Pentecost. The good news is that Christ has come to fulfill the old law, to make it new. For us, we are able to receive the new law of Jesus Christ. It is now no longer written on tablets of stone, but infused into our hearts through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you remember in the gospel, Jesus gives us this new law, infusing us and filling us with the Holy Spirit, the apostles. Uh, and us as well, but he says, peace be with you. God comes in peace. That's how we can know it's really him who is present in our life, 
and, and working in our life. As we are now working to fulfill the new law and God gives us his grace and help to do so. We remember for freedom, Christ has set us free. Free to love, free to serve, and no longer burdened with the, the, the tasks of the old law. But now we have, the, we have Christ and the law of love to live. And what do we do with this newfound freedom? No longer burdened and with the old law, this newfound freedom in Christ, we choose to live by the Spirit and not by ourselves. Our first line from our second reading today uh, hits this point well. St. Paul says, I walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Excuse me. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you would. Brothers and sisters, we are to walk by the Spirit, to walk by the Spirit of God in fighting against the desires of the flesh. There's a big fancy church word uh, called concupiscence. It really just means a tendency to sin. We all have it, but when we walk in the Spirit, we are able and more free to live in Christ. When we are allowing the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit to work in our life, we're able to choose what is good easier. We're able to live in Christ in a very peaceful way. That doesn't mean we don't get upset with the things that go on or experience uh, periods of dryness in prayer, but we know who we're living for. And we know that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit in our life to give us that peace to keep choosing and living for Christ. So St. Paul outlines uh, some of the ways we humans have a tendency to sin. And it's not just limited to sins against chastity, but any tendency to sin. St. Paul gives us this list of immorality, impurity, lust, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasions of envy, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like. So when we walk on our own, these are the things that tend to take place. And we bring, I bring these up again today, not to say, um, you know, yeah, uh, I bring them up to say, watch out for them, uh, keep an eye out for them. Not that we do all of those things, but to keep an eye out so that we don't fall into them, so that we can live for Christ. And when we do so, we are filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you noticed, St. Paul said fruit of the Holy Spirit, but he gave a list of like 10 things. So when uh, St. Paul, I think it's very intentional. For when we are living in the Spirit, we receive all of these fruits. I use the plural, but St. Paul, there's one fruit of the Spirit and it includes all of these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those things that we desire, all those things that help us to live in the Spirit and to live for Christ. 
So when we are living with, uh, in Christ, living by the Spirit and not by ourselves, we receive all of these gifts, all of these fruits. And when, uh, so when we're living in our Lord, we are filled with a greater faith. We are filled with self-control. We are filled with joy and love and peace. All of these things that we so ardently desire in our life, it help us no matter what comes our way. We can take the next step in the Spirit. We can take the next step in Christ. So then how do we live in the Spirit? I think first we continue to pray. We continue to make time for Christ to allow him to work in our life. Allow him that space to work to fill us with himself and for us to, to not be filled with things of the world. And so if we find ourselves that we have um, one of those in the list for works of the flesh, let us bring that to Christ. Let us allow him to shine his light in our hearts in that area so that the Spirit can work and fill us with the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Bring it into the light. Bring it to confession and allow the Holy Spirit to forgive you, as we heard in our gospel. The Holy Spirit forgives us our sins. God forgives us of our sins to bring us and fill us again with the Spirit. And then second, let us follow the Spirit's lead. Follow the Spirit. If we're praying consistently, we'll hear what God wants us to do. He will give us the direction for that next step in our life. Sometimes that next book to read, that next book of the Bible to, uh, to, to study, uh, where to go to work, how to spend our time. We will be filled with the Spirit, and if, it, if those things that are prompted on our hearts and give us peace and joy and love and all the fruit, we know that, yes, okay, God is asking me to do that. We can know and be certain that that is the right next step, because that is the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And so today, let's pray for a renewed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, to just invite our Lord and the Holy Spirit and God our Father into the depths of our heart today to be filled with the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit so that we may walk by the Spirit and not walk by ourselves.